Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes today as usual. We have our Evening with Medium events coming up on July 24th. Um, so the one that was supposed to happen in April was canceled. Yeah, well, we're crossing our fingers. Um, the, the April 24th was canceled or postponed rather to July 24th. So ticket holders, your tickets will be honored at the door. Um, if you cannot make the new date or if you're just not comfortable coming at that point, um, you have until May 31st to request a refund. You can call us directly. You can email us at info at don't have to explain anything. You don't have to have to defend yourself. No questions asked. We will do a full refund, no problem. Um, and in light of the uh, events, Eventbrite has also promised to refund your processing fee. So you'll get 100% of your money back if you would like that. Your deadline is May 31st. If you do want to sell your tickets to someone you know, that's no problem at all. Um, we just don't take uh, responsibility for that past May 31st, unless, of course, things change and we are forced to postpone or cancel this one, um, but we will promise to keep you in the loop as we know things. Mm -hmm. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. It's um, roughly 10 to 15 minute shows. There is a group of five of them. They air the very first week of each month. We pick a topic on emotional or spiritual intelligence and we deliver. We give you the toolkit. The very first show is always free. It's on us. And it's available at the website by sarlo.com. If you'd like the other four in the series, and we hope that you do and that you want to grow and learn, then head over to patreon.com backslash by Sarlo and the other four are there. Yeah, I want to take a pause too, because I don't think we've been doing Patreon any justice. We promote Sips of Sanity mm -hmm. for sure, um, but there are eight tiers that you can get into, jump in and out of, um, kind of check out different benefits. Karen has a monthly blog that she does for you as well. Um, with the Sips of Sanity series, we also offer you a really great habit tracker so that you can um, track mm -hmm. your progress and be really kind to yourself and know what to track. Um, so it's kind of like a handheld guide. We also have reflective questions so that you can make those um, or that series very personal to yourself, make it relatable into your own life. Um, we also have journeying exercises. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, a form of meditation um, to practice going into different states of consciousness where we teach you how to do that. We also have journeying discussions so that you can learn more outside of doing your own. Mm -hmm. You can ask us questions. We respond to those mm -hmm. um, every single month. We also do a mini interview. Yep. Um, so a lot of our, our podcast shows are very much about client stories, but in the mini interview, we answer actual questions about our personal lives living with the gifts, um, and you can submit those questions and we'll respond to those as well. Then if you're jumping up into our top tier, you have the opportunity every single month to have your name entered into a draw for a free half hour session. So essentially you get your money back, mm -hmm. uh, which is great. And we, we hand off each month who does that free session. So that's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Again, it's patreon.com slash by Sarlo. Um, and we are also offering that amidst this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, if you want to jump in to a higher category, if you want to jump into Patreon for the first time and just check it out and you cannot financially afford to commit to it, just email us, tell us, and we will waive the fee for the month. Mm -hmm. um, we would much rather you get the content yeah. and stay connected to yourself and us um, than feel that you have to drop out. It's just, it's not about the money at this point. It's about making um, making sure that you have the tools that you need to cope and cope well. 
So please let us know, uh, info at buysarlo.com. If you do need to access a free month of Patreon, we're more than happy to give that to you. And thank you to the people who are supporting us financially because we can Mm -hmm. offer this to everyone else. That's huge Mm -hmm. because some people do support it financially. Thank you so much. Yeah, for for seeing its worth. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then last but not least... We have our uh, regular sessions running. Uh, You can Mm -hmm. access those from anywhere in the world via Skype, FaceTime, telephone, Zoom, uh, or WhatsApp. Um, Those are just as efficient, just as effective and accurate, so you don't need to worry about that. You can record the session yourself still, so you've got um, access to that afterwards, which is great. Mm -hmm. You can take your own notes, stay in your pajamas, uh, and just have some privacy if you're quarantined with anyone that you are needing space from which is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, you can request those sessions via info at buysarlo.com or call us directly and we'll book those. Good. 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 Okay. So stepping into today's session, um, or today's podcast, pardon me, is about a session and it's a lady that called um, to ask what a soul contract is and then... Um, and she's the listener to the show, so she has a rough idea, mm-hmm. but she said, could you explain a soul contract to me? Which is what I think I'm going to do to begin this show. So, and I'll say according to me. Or our experience with the guides. Yeah. yeah, because someone else may have a different experience and listen to this and say, oh, mine don't present the same way when I use my gifts. So I want to say that this is how it presents for us. And if you have a different experience, please add it so that people can understand. So in the last 13 years of learning how to do these soul contracts, and it's changed over those 13 years of being able to do it with more accuracy. Um, And I'll say more insight or more ability to ask the guides questions versus where some other people aren't able to ask the questions. They just get the information. But a soul contract has to do with all of your life purposes. And when I say all of, there are tons of purposes. Many people think a soul contract is, what will my career be? They think it's all job-related. That's it. And I don't know why, but that's, that's their idea. Yeah, well, I think, I think it makes sense, at least in the Western world. We're taught that the main focus of your life next to a significant other relationship should be what you're meant to do with your life, which is equated Mm. to your career. We teach children that from a very young age. What do you want to do with the rest of your life? Yeah. What path are you going to take? Like it's very, the language is very drilled into us. Yeah. And I think now after speaking to Katie, remember we did a show with Katie about um, mindset And she was talking about how teachers, she's a teacher, she was saying how teachers now don't tell the students anymore that your career will be one job for the rest of your life, but that most people, almost everybody, will be required to adapt and to change. Mm -hmm. And as society changes, you have to be prepared that you may have many careers and that you could go to school and, and have one. Um, You could become a teacher, for example, but still own a business and be a boss and have two careers and that many people have more more than one job or more than one career Mm -hmm. at the same time as well. 
Yeah. If, if anyone's interested, it's uh, Growth Mindset with Kate Shields. Yeah. And she did a fantastic job of showing and explaining to people how that um, teachers are addressing a mindset now. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's exactly what I'm talking about here too, is trying to educate people to say a sole contract is a broad mindset. Yeah. And that within that, your contract can re- be inv- or it does involve your health issues, your relationship issues, including marriages, divorces, miscarriages, abortions, um, who comes in and out of your life in terms of friends, family, um, careers, part of it, um, behaviors, patterns. And, and when someone says, well, what's, what's a behavior? What's a pattern? Well, it can be familial. It can be that your family teaches you certain things, or certain religions do, or TV, or movies, books, all kinds of things, and what you're going to do with those things. So what's written into the soul contract is what's going to be given to you and the opportunities that you may have to change or to grow. Mm -hmm. So those contracts are huge. I liken it, Kelly. I say to people, reading a soul contract to me, is like walking into a library. And there are tons of books. And when somebody says to me, and that's your whole library, that's, that's just your life. And someone says, oh, I'll just go open in a soul contract, that I'm walking in with the spirit guide mm-hmm. saying, oh, what book are we going to read? What part of her contract in this lifetime might be of interest to her or might be relevant that she would be willing to find context for it currently. Mm-hmm. So I have to be able to say to the guides, am I picking the book? Are you picking the book? They pick the book. If people think I pick the book, they're sorely, they're sorely mistaken because- yeah, We do less work than you think. <laughs> right? That's what you were trying to say? Well, I'll say maybe we have less choices than they <laughs> think, or we have less power than they think. Yeah. Because I think some of them think, well, um, you you pick it, and and I, I I think that's still courageous of some people, and I know for some it's not. It's a test, mm-hmm. uh, and I understand there are different types of clients. So, the guides pick those books and say, hey, you're going to read this one on her patterns. She's stuck in this pattern. Here's the book on it. She's stuck in this relationship, this this friendship. She's stuck with her sibling. Here's this book. And so the guides pick that, and then it's your job and my job to make sure that we download that book and then relay what we absorb out of it and give it to the client and see if they have questions so that we can read more of it. Mm-hmm. Is that... Yeah, actually, okay. you're, you're, the image that you've painted is making a really funny one in mine. Because if I think about holding this guide's hand and walking into this library and being like, okay, like what, what book do you want me to read? Because that's essentially yeah. what we're saying. If they walk in and go, here you go, you're going to start and read this one. And I think, oh, okay. You know, you open it up and you start reading it. And then all of a sudden the guide whacks it out of your hand and goes, now start reading this one yes. and tell her how they make sense with each other. And you're like, okay, yeah, all right. 
And it, you don't get to put a bookmark in it. You know, you don't get to put a bookmark in it and place it down neatly. It's like, oh, I'm reading this next page and I'm starting at page 56, right? And it's yeah. like, okay, oh, okay, so I see where, you know, she's meant to break patterns of verbal abuse and now she's in a workplace where she's being verbally abused. And it's like, okay, stop reading that one. Go back to this one now. Uh, yeah, the one and about you're like, childhood. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shit. And you're like, oh, now I've got seven <laughs> books around me. Okay. And yes. you're supposed to actually put an essay together. Yes. And present it verbally right now. Yeah. And you're supposed to know every single thing that the client won't ask you. Right. For some clients, yeah. because some won't say what they want or what they need. They'll give you zero. Or they won't tell you that they don't understand. Right. Or um, or they do ask a question and you have to guess which book to pick up. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, good question. <laughs> now I want to say something about that. I see it as a book, like as um, mm-hmm. a library. But the fun part for me in that the guides showed it to me in those terms, maybe so that I could understand what I was doing. But I remember looking at it like I was at Hogwarts. Yeah. And it was this huge library like Hogwarts. And and one of the spirit guides, my spirit guide would be like Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. So I I will say I wanted to create it that way to make it fun for me to do this all day, every day for people. Mm-hmm. Now, does my guide actually look like Dumbledore? No. Did I make him look like Dumbledore? Yes. And somebody might say, you're a woman. Why did you pick a man? Well, it changes. It's also... It's also Minerva McGonagall. Yes, I was just going to say McGonagall. It can be her. It can be... Oh my God, I'd pick Maggie Smith just as the the person. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. right. And it can change because there's some level of desire within me to be creative in that regard so that it's also an enjoyable experience for me and not a, always a stressed one because that that's a that is a big thing to ask. Do you also find that the guides will do that for themselves like they'll dress themselves up and make you laugh so that yes. while you're walking in and having oh, to totally. present this essay and do your research all right now like they dress up and make it funny, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Do you remember one of the cartoons, and I th- I can't remember yeah. if it was Finding Waldo, where he had a snake with uh, glasses on? Oh. I this can't... reminds me of like a Richard Scary. Oh, that's it. It's Richard oh. Scary. <laughs> Sorry. There's a snake with glasses and a top hat. Yeah. Well, one of my spirit guides is a snake, mm-hmm. and I'm freaked out by snakes, so he put glasses and a top hat on. Yeah, and it's like you you kind of have to be able to look at a bunch of snakes and then see the one with the top hat and be like, okay, we're cool. Yes. yes. Okay, I can keep going. <laughs> oh, you and I could keep talking about just how the gifts work. Yeah. But I, want, I, I wanted people to understand this part before I dive into the, her, this lady's session. Mm-hmm. So that a soul contract then has to do with a person's Everything about their purpose. World's worst definition. <laughs> I know. But I'm trying to say yeah. their allergies, yeah. their medical condition. Mm-hmm. Like there's everything about them is in those is in those books because everything is part of their contract. Yeah. I want to say too, like I'm going to put this in a really awful cliche way, if that's okay. It's, it's your meant to be's, right? Yeah. Like I think that's a good way to look mm-hmm. at it. Um, 
because like that that's the kind of stuff that we see as written in stone, right? Okay, I was just going to say, so oh, is go that ahead. Fi- like to a degree, because there are also paths in how you can choose to deal with what's written in stone. Yes. Right? Yes. So it's like you look at a book and it says certain things. And then if the person says, oh, that's accurate, then I might be able to go and hear the, hear the options you wrote in here. Choose your own ending. We yes. had tons of these as kids. Yeah. Now we've also described it too. I, I used to do this in the consent process with this visual is soul contracts looks very much like a tree where yeah. the trunk is the non-negotiables, the branches are the negotiables, which is how you might choose again to deal with those things. Oops, sorry. Yeah, and, and I know that clients think everything is negotiable and that because of some people and how... <laughs> Oh, happiness. That was messy. And how some people believe in certain universal laws or or their interpretation of them or someone else's interpretation of them, mm. that you have control over everything. Mm. You can create anything that you want. And, and I know that's not true because if I look at the soul contract, the Akashic Records, there's no way you can create anything that you want. No, I actually just had this conversation Mm-mm. with a coaching client of mine who said, can we spend the hour talking about spirituality in general? And she just said, you know, how do you, how do you choose? How do you know what's, what makes sense and what's real? And one of these, these things came up and I just said, you know, as you're exploring different concepts of belief systems, you do have to ask yourself if it is applicable to everyone around the world. So if you're buying into this whole law of attraction, if you're buying into you can manifest anything you want, if I said that to a young woman in Africa Mm -hmm. um, or certain parts of that country or a war-torn country, um, does that actually make sense? Well, I mean, that, that's got to be hitting people right between the eyes right now because Hopefully. some women in the United States would have thought, yes, I can control and have choices and can create my own life. And then the United States government said you can't have abortions mm-hmm. and made it against the law. So that got taken away. Yeah. There's, an, there's an option for millions of people right there that are not allowed to write out that part of their book anymore. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe be prior to Trump's administration, they could. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm really loving that some people are preferring to call him like Don or Donnie, just to take the, um, the, uh, the prestige away. So like they don't call oh, him Mr. President, they don't oh, call him they Trump. They call him Donnie? Like they just call him something really that. slang. Right. Because he's just a shit person. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's an example of that it could have been, you know, we read the record mm-hmm. and if you were going to be pregnant during X amount of years from 2000 such and such to 16, you could have written in an abortion. Now, now that Donnie is in. See, it works so well. Right? Then between these years, you can't write in an abortion. Mm-hmm. And so somebody might sit there who doesn't maybe, you know, back in 2000, if I had said that, well, yeah, you can write it in, yeah. but only during these years. They might look at me and go, that makes no sense. I don't believe you. And it's like, yeah, I wouldn't have believed me back then either mm-hmm. because I wouldn't have believed they would have even had a president like that mm-hmm. and or that they would be rolling back progress 
and choice, mm-hmm. right? So rolling back, what a gentle way to call it what it actually is. Oh, well, I mean, come on. It's a total I think of the rollback prices in Walmart oh. and that peppy commercial, and this is not what's happening. No. I'm just, yeah. Anyway, so that's the contract. So the, mm-hmm. And that's, we could talk and talk about contracts and how they're written, but you really have to have the spirit guide there to be able to tell you what they mean and why and answer the questions. And that's why I said, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about our relationship with the spirit guides and how strong it is in order to get all of those answers. Because yeah, we can read the book, but we might not understand it and the context and the complexity. And we need the guides to explain it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. You chose this this library um uh, image and I often would think of it like a press briefing, where you've got someone right. who stands up, who really is the middleman, right? Talking to reporters, talking to people who yeah. have questions, and the person who actually made the laws is making the decisions, is enforcing everything. You know, is definitely sitting in a more important room, um, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like a press a press briefer at that point. Yes, that's that's a good analogy. I like Where that. You're like, I'll have to take that question back to them. I'll have to get yeah. back to you on that. Um, or, yeah. you know, this is what I understand so far. This is the information I've been given. It, um, and it's so complex. And it's so rapid, rapid pace. Oh, it's, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And the amount of detail, the amount of understanding that has to occur in that it, for us with the spirit guides, and then that we have to be able to communicate all mm-hmm. of that to the client at the level that they can understand it at. And that's something else I find a challenge because sometimes after you've been reading these records for years, there there are ways I understand it and rules, but the client doesn't. And I have to pause and be able to go, right, I have to explain that. Mm-hmm. And the guides might say to me, time out, you need to explain that. She's not following what we're doing. She doesn't understand why this occurred. Mm-hmm. So... Now I'm going to step into today's story. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a woman who who I can't even remember um, how we did her session. I guess it doesn't really matter. What do you want to call her? A non-gray's name. Aubrey. Aubrey. Okay. So Aubrey um, asks about a contract between her and her. And, oh, no, no, no. She asked what the contract was between her and another woman. Could you name the other woman? April. Aubrey and April. So Aubrey is older. And I, I so I gave her some information first. And I said, is it accurate that you're older? And she goes, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, I wonder if this is a friend or a coworker or a neighbor or like an aunt. Like who's she asking about? Is her mother? Is it a cat? Is it a dog? People ask about their pets. Is it a horse? I just remembered thinking, I wonder who April is to her. And just as I'm thinking it, the spirit guide says to me, it's her sister. Can I pause? Yeah. Because I think you're illustrating something really cool is that we can still have human thoughts. Oh, yeah. While like just before the channeling comes in, right? Where you're like, oh, cool. You hear a name and our human self goes to, I wonder if that's a whatever. And then the guide's like, no, it's her sister. Yeah. And you're like, oh, all right. Oh, and she's younger. (laughs) So now I know two things about April. And so I said to this lady, oh, I said, is April your sister? And she's younger than you. And she goes, well, I thought you were going to tell me things, not ask me questions. (laughs) What? 
<laughs> yeah. And I said, well, I have to ask you for the validation. I said, like, that's what I'm being told. So I'm telling you what I'm being told. It, that's interesting. I put that in my consent process. So I that, do too. All right. <laughs> Come on, Aubrey. <laughs> I'm just just saying. So I said, well, I, and I had to I had to say that to her so many times during the session, my head was spinning. I had to explain to her so many times about what channeling is. Yeah, I will flat yeah. out say the information comes out in the form of a question. Right. Me saying, is that accurate? Right. Yes. It, it, so and I said to her, April is alive. And and so now I'm trying to make a statement, <laughs> and she's just she just looks at me. Do you want to play true false? Do you want to play <laughs> yes no? Like what game do you want to play? <laughs> How are we going to do this? Because you got to work with me. Yeah. Like, and and I do. I'm trying to illustrate for the listeners the different types of behaviors in clients. Yeah. And what what we go through on a half hour to half hour basis all day every day. You know what, and it, it, I I like that you are are drawing attention to this, or that we are, because I think of of people's default methods. You know, they happen because yeah. of the life that they've had. That's right. And I think of someone like uh, Jim, who has gone through military, where he might see the question where he has to say true false, right? right. Where it's it's you know we have to make sure we have valid information, or if you have. Um, a teacher who's used to saying, good, that is correct. You know, where like everyone kind of has a different conditioned default method yeah. to affirm things. Or if you're an extreme pissy withholder, maybe not. And <laughs> I love, I love what you just said. What was that word we used yesterday? Ornery? Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you're ornery. Sour. Yes, that's right. It depends on their personality mm-hmm. combined with the way we do a session. And I think this is good for people to hear because some people know that we get bashed on social media, that we were no good. We didn't know what we were talking about. We asked questions instead of making statements. And I think it's good that for people who are listening to the podcasts to go, well, I understand why. They're making the statement is it because of what you're doing as a client? We'll hold up. We'll mm-hmm. hold up. We need more information. What were you like as a client? I feel, and I've said this, yeah. I'm, I'll use a retail example. When I see people rate restaurants or waitresses and waiters or mm-hmm. whatever, I always read how they formulate their complaint and think, mm-hmm. I've got a good idea of what kind of customer you were. Yeah. And I've ju- you've just invalidated your own yep. statement. I'm no longer even interested in what you have to say. That's right. It, it's the constructive complaints that I'm interested in um, to think, okay, yep, I can, I can uh, work with that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. think, I think people discredit themselves a lot without realizing it when they're just spewing their anger. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the spirit guide said this was a younger sister. I can't remember. Was, I think it was by eight to 10 years. And she goes, oh, wow. well, what is it? And I said, well, I'm just going to go with eight to 10 years. Is that accurate? And she goes, yes. And I said, then I'm just going to go with that. I, 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 I don't need to have eight years, three months, five days. Like I, and, and, and Let so, me pause to do the math. Yeah, like I just said, like, I'm not, I'm not doing that for you. And the thing is, is that most people couldn't confirm that. 
That's right. If you had the level of accuracy that these ordinary people want. And we're calling they, them ordinary people totally. today. And I'm going to go between that and sour. Um, <laughs> they probably would have to sit there and be like, well, I don't know the exact the exact amount. And it's yeah. like, oh, interesting. Yeah. like, And when is she? Anyway, that's a whole other issue. We could just go right down that rabbit hole of grief like really quick. <laughs> anyway. So she says, um, the guide said to me that that um, April is alive. And that was correct. Um, and Aubrey wants to know what the contract is between the two of them. And the very first thing the guides start showing me is how Aubrey is treated, um, I'll say a little bit like Cinderella in the family, where she does the cooking and the cleaning. She does the taking care of the brothers and sisters that are younger and older. Um, so she's earned ornery. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she's she's over-responsible. She's over-people-pleasing. Mm. She goes into a marriage to do the very same things. And so I said, um, Aubrey you have over-responsibility in all areas of your life. And I said, but as a result of it, you're, you're eventually um, going to understand the over-responsibility and how it contributes to the dysfunction of these relationships, including the one with your sister. You're over-responsible, she's under-responsible. And she just is like, go on. I said, ah, is this what we're supposed to be talking about, this this part of the relationship? And she goes, I think so. And I said, there's just, I, I get emotionally, synesthetically, that there's a lot of anger that you feel towards April because of her behaviors. And she goes, yes. And she says, and I need to understand it. And I said, well your over-responsibility and the way that your parents train you very much, rear you to be this person, means that April is allowed, as well as other siblings, are allowed to be under-responsible people. And I said, now, some of your other siblings come out of that eventually and don't treat you that way, but it's because you grow up and don't allow them to. And she goes, yeah. I said, so... Part of your contract then with this family is that you have to determine and grow up and get enough emotional intelligence to learn to set boundaries, to understand the people-pleasing part. And yes, your part in it as the people-pleaser, but also what it does to the other people who don't value you because of the people-pleasing so they don't value who you are. And I said, and April must individuate from somebody in life. And I said, and here's the kicker. She chooses not to individuate from her parents. She just wants to be special to them. So she doesn't ever fight or argue with them. You're the mom role. She wants to individuate from you. And she goes, well, what, what would that even look like? And I said, well, in April's terms, it d means that she does things like breaks promises to you, um, can't, be, can't be held accountable to even keep a phone call if she says she's going to make one, shows up, doesn't show up, 
is kind, is not kind, um, pushes your buttons purposely, and then retreats. So there's a lot of abuse in the relationship between Aubrey and April. And she says, well, that that is all true. And I'm angry. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll bet you're I'll bet you're angry and sad, frustrated, disappointed. And I started naming several of the forms of anger. And she said, yeah, yeah. And I said, those are all forms of anger. I said, may I send you some information on the 15 forms of anger? Get my bingo dabber ready. Linda Kohanov. Linda. Linda Kohanov. And I, and I do, I want to shout out to these people who've written these beautiful books and who do, who've done so much work to help other humans. Now, mm-hmm. Linda and her focus is humans and horses. So, you know, if people are the way of the horses, her book, I really do want to help people get their resources. And I really want to help people like Linda who have done all of that gorgeous mm-hmm. work to make it a little easier for people to move through. Yeah, so if you're thinking that you should create a new bingo square, you could do that today in quarantine. Right. And put Linda on there yeah. and the way of the horse on there. Perfect. Or draw a horse. And I think it's time that you should probably put Carmen Theobald on there as well. <laughs> Five yeah. rolls of the master herder. Just, just yeah. make six bingo sheets and have fun with us. Yes, there you go. So I said April needs to individuate in in part of a a growing process. And she doesn't pick you on purpose because she hates you. She picks you because you are more of a mother role than her mother. Yeah, we pick the person that we actually feel safest to individuate from. Yeah, and I said, and she trusts that you're going to love her through the individuation. That's through the, what I mean by yes, safety. Through the bad behavior, she yeah. thinks you're going, still going to love her no matter how bad and ugly it gets. Mm. And so, it, I don't know how to word this. There's just such an energetic moment between Aubrey and I that it's worth the session right there. Like yeah. you just, there's just that moment of, oh, there you go. There, there's your awakening. Mm-hmm. There's your Option. moment. Yes, your choice point, your catalytic moment. There's just so much you can do with that. And there, and I always feel in that moment, Kelly, euphoric. Oh yeah. I, I, and I, you know, like I want to look at my little snake with his glasses on and his top hat and like high five. Well, well, I actually don't <laughs> know what you'd high five. <laughs> Oh my God, if you're just listening today, please go and watch this on YouTube <laughs> just to see Karen's face Actually, when she realizes that snakes don't have a hands. I don't know how to high five my snake. <laughs> this is true. Okay. Um, we'll just move right along with that because I'm a anyway. little embarrassed. <laughs> so it's, it's a celebrate. I want to say happy. I'm going to bury myself, so I'm going to stop. Um it's in those moments that it, this, like, this is what I live for. This is my moment yeah. of connection, and and I know that that's the moment I share with my spirit guide mm-hmm. and hers, because it's the teamwork of them on the other side going. We got it all organized. We had to understand Karen Sarlo or Kelly Sarlo and how they work. We got it all done. So somebody has to study how we get all this shit and how we process it. Give it to us from the other side. 
pray or whatever, cross your fingers that we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And once all the magic has occurred and it's out of our mouth and the energetic part of it for you and I, because of all of the energy healing that we do, Mm -hmm. is also like swirls of colors. I don't know. I just don't even know how to word it all, but it's magical. Can I equate it to sports for sure. a second? Because this is this is a, a really fun image that comes to my mind. Is you know you go through a practice in, yeah. in soccer because that's what my childhood was, um, and I remember you know Dave, our coach, would would tell us you know you're going to stand here. I want you to get to this point when you're running. Um, you know Haley's going to be responsible for the corner <laughs> kick, but Kelly, you your job's to come in here, and it's you get that goal at the end and. The goal feels incredible, but you're looking for the teammate that set you up, being uh, like, we did it. That thing yeah. worked. That thing that you, you you did your part, I did mine, and that's what happened. And the defensive person who dug it out of the deep end, like it's you're saying it's the whole team. Yeah, and I think, too, if you're equating it to a larger stadium where you're the observer of it, it's, it's actually that eruption in the stadium is that you've just witnessed a magical connection between mm-hmm. people who saw their own needs, but also saw the needs of their teammates to make something happen. And I yeah. think that, that's pretty incredible. And I, in that analogy then, Kelly, I think of how important it is when the crowd cheers yeah. that the energy means it's that it's like now elevated yeah. and a release yeah, mm-hmm. and a healing. So now it, we have Aubrey who gets to decide, are we going to cheer because she gets mm-hmm. it? Is she going to be part of it because she elevates the energy? Or is she just going to be like, I, I just don't get that. I don't understand. And I can't, I mean, I know you know this, but I can't tell you how many times the clients just dismiss it. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, what, what else? Well, I have a question about my mortgage. Am I going to get to pay it this month? Uh, my, my kid, can you go on to that? Mm-hmm. I got a wart on the end of my finger. What oh, I was almost going to go like, I've got a wart on my finger. Okay, you really should tune into YouTube. <laughs> but like, they just move on and they dismiss it. And you don't ever get that energetic, everything was built from the spirit world, from us. They just dismiss. They don't sit there and absorb it and respond. Mm-hmm. And yet I know you had a session that we weren't able to air because the client decided not to, but she's the perfect kind of client for you who is the perfect crowd. hundred percent. She is the one that would celebrate it and give you the affirmation and thank you, even if it just takes all of 10 seconds, but it's a completion of the cycle. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I have to, because it's all in terms of the energy. The spirit guides are working for the energy. We're working for the energy. The person wants that information. It isn't just about the information. The healing is what, and the energy is what you they do with that. Mm-hmm. And if they dismiss it, they were looking for their healing, didn't get it, even though it was given to them, mm-hmm. literally given to them. Mm-hmm. So Aubrey says to me in this in this session, "Thank you so much." Mm. Yes. So elevates, you know, she elevates, bingo or whatever. She elevates the energy. I want to point out too that even though you're saying elevates the energy, sometimes that actually looks like a client going, yeah. Yes. And it looks, I don't want to say down, but it looks like heavy energy, Yeah, but it is actually the thing that elevates all of the possibilities. 
And it is. If people, I love what you just did. So even if it is, oh, I think it's a sinking in, right? Because you're absorbing it. That is still the healing that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Oh, as opposed to the avoid and keep keep on the surface. Mm-hmm. I'm still hurting, but it's healing. Mm-hmm. I'm still in the process. This is aching. This is painful, but I'm healing. Yeah. So Aubrey says at, at that point, she, she acknowledges that in that kind of um, thank you, but wow, does that ever hurt kind of a way. Because she's now understanding, okay, I'm in the mom role. That sucks. I'm actually her sister, but I'm her mom. And I, I think this is an, I think this is a good story for people because I really do believe that there are a lot of siblings that parent their siblings. And I think part of the, the thing that sucks the most is that while Aubrey may have started her session angry with April, she may end it angry with her mom. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like, because you wouldn't be the responsible mother, be the person that she was supposed to individuate from, because that's, that's a human right. universal thing we all have to go through. You put that on me. Yeah. She does go through being angry with her mom about it, by the way. That's part of the... Because mom won't grow up. Yeah, in this particular situation, yeah. correct. And I do understand that there will be listeners that will say, well, no, I understand that mom died or yep. m- mom, uh, mom worked three jobs or mom worked one job seven days a week. Uh, no, they're, like I totally understand that there are reasons that parents can be yep. alive and absent or just absent through death. I get it. But I do want to say that even in those just circumstances, Mm -hmm. we still do go through our anger. And you might be mad at mom that she was away because she had to work three jobs. And you can be thankful and angry at the same time. You can be angry at the situation. Yes. Thank you. That's a beautiful way of wording it. Yeah. And I want to illustrate that because there's a healthy way to observe and experience anger and still know that you're safe in it. That you can be mad that mom was never around because she had to work three jobs. Yeah. And you can think, yeah, she wore a fucking cape because she did it. Yeah. But still be hurt and having to go through your process of coming out of being over-responsible. Right. And and I said to her, Aubrey, I said, unfortunately, I said, your mom is still like in a childlike mode where she doesn't take responsibility like not none of it's changed mm-hmm. and she goes yeah so then there's still some level of anger at the experience but there's also some level of of anger towards the person yeah and then the compounded emotion that clients go through silently in the session of assessing whether or not they can even take any of this information to that person oh when Aubrey can't and and this this comes out in the session i said and unfortunately you're looking for this healing with me as opposed to being able to approach your mom. And I said, so I'm going to also tell you therapy, mm. a big believer in therapy. So a therapist would be off one. I got to reword that. I don't want that to come out like that. I was going to say awesome and it came out awful. <laughs> I'm hearing all of this. This is a great shit show. She meant to say awesome people. Is this quarantine day 45? <laughs> okay. I, I, 
I just don't even know what's happening. <laughs> okay. So we start. So I said, stop. God, I'm getting the giggles. Just stop it. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so I said to Aubrey, um, unfortunately, your mom hasn't grown up enough for you to be able to confront or to have a conversation with her about it. And April isn't mature enough to have a conversation about it. And I said, so if you don't have a friend or someone who can listen or a partner, whatever, then therapy would be wonderful for you um, because a therapist could sit and listen and walk you through it and understand it with you, that it's an experience, but it's also now the fact that there's no maturity here in this family Mm -hmm. and that you're very much an island. Mm. But make sure that on your island you have your own people. And that you choose those people. Those are the ones now that you get to select by choice. So a good, good counselor. And, and that's, that's a process because they're not created all equal. So find somebody who can help you and walk you through this. So back to the April Aubrey experience. I said, Aubrey, I said in the contract, I said it has very much to do with the fact that This is where you have to set boundaries. April's here to challenge you so that you have to break all your people-pleasing. You have to address the core issues of what your family taught you to believe and change them into the positive ones. Enter Beverly Angel, the nice girl syndrome, and that book and, and work through that so that you understand what you were fed so that you can become healthy and not participate. And so when April comes back or tries to initiate conversation, you don't get triggered into any people-pleasing. Mm-hmm. But I said, you've been doing that. And she goes, I have been. And I said, and in that process, April doesn't want to have anything to do with you because she doesn't want you to grow up. She doesn't want to individuate. She doesn't want um, you to understand that setting boundaries is actually going to help her. She will get angry when you do all of this. Mm-hmm. And she goes, okay, that does explain a lot of behavior. Well, this is the two-year-old, right? Yeah. That is exploring boundaries, who needs to hear no, and might not want to, and will likely have a meltdown, but ultimately it's the boundaries that are consistent that give them the framework of how they can operate, right? And Mm -hmm. and what is permissible, what is safe physically, Mm -hmm. mentally, and emotionally. Oh, yeah. Like It's the thing that actually gives us um, a template for life. Right. Yeah. So I'm almost at the end of this because this was a, a half hour session. Oh, wow. And I, and I said, so how did I do in reading the contract for you? And she says, well, it explains it. She says, and it explains to me in some terms I didn't, I didn't know, I've never heard. Mm-hmm. And she says, I didn't know about Beverly Angel. She says, or the term nice girl or people pleasing. But she goes, I can certainly identify that that's exactly what I've done. And, she, and I said, you know, the people-pleasing was a, a contribution towards the relationship, the marriage you had, and how as you tried to change and grow up yourself, the marriage ended. So I said, you ended up divorced. And she goes, I did. She goes, so that has to do with my sister? And I said, and my mother. And I said, yes, it mm-hmm. does. 
I said, you, you chose that relationship to really put your big girl panties on and really walk the talk of growing up. I, I've said this before. I feel like for anyone who gets into a partnership, you can look at the parents and know exactly why your marriage will end. Oh, yeah. That, that if your partner isn't willing right. to do the work, dad will be the reason you guys break up or mom will be the reason you guys break up. And true of your parents as well. Yeah. Right? I'm not saying that everyone should point at their partner. Yeah. But, but I think it, it is actually quite obvious because of how we get triggered when we're around them. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And, and it's good to know those things so that you yeah. guys can double down together and really decide to do that work. Yeah. Now, Aubrey is a consistent client. Nice. She has been working for a long time on all of this. Oh, that makes me so happy. So we can actually check in and do far more of these shows about her growth that will take us into some other sibling situations, mm-hmm. tons of stuff, because she's pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. So there, this can be a series of cool. sorts. So if people do want to take us up on that offer to email us questions... Please do, because there will be answers to this one. The, yeah. And this person is consistent to this day. Mm-hmm. So this is someone who's been working with me like once a month for years. And the growth here has been incredible. And the level of self-awareness now around how she behaves with April is totally different. Cool. So if people want to hear, wow, did that relationship persist? Did it end? What happened? Mm-hmm. How does she behave? Does her sister still behave the same way. Like there are lots of good questions here and there's a huge toolkit that Aubrey has chosen to use. You know, I want to bring something up that we were talking about over coffee this morning, um, just you and I, and it was that I had heard um, someone refer to mental health as the pandemic that no one's talking about. Right. And this gentleman had mentioned, um, you know, that he was dealing with um, anxiety and depression. And there was one other thing that I can't recall. Um, but that it was the stealer of joy, that it was that mm. it took away your ability to feel joy in your life. And I think about, you know, talking about Aubrey in a way of labeling her ornery and realizing, not realizing, pardon me, but her giving herself the opportunity to consistently work through this once a month yeah. to walk her way out of that, to walk her way out of sour and be able to actually feel deeply yeah. and healthily, process things properly, and actually ha- bring her joy back into her life. Yep. Whether it's with other people or just first, you know, with herself. Yes. Um, and that, that's amazing. Yes. And this is a person who can be on her own now and can enjoy being on her own. There is mm. no problem with this isolation for COVID. She's content in it. Well, yeah, because if you're coming out of your people-pleasing, you know what your thoughts are. You know what your preferences are, and you're you're comfortable being alone with your own thoughts. Yep. And I think this is one of the things that's really bothering people is that we're often not alone with our own thoughts. Yeah. And that does drive us crazy to a degree because we don't know how to process them. Some of us don't even know how to complete them. Hmm. Uh, well, that would have been her story at one time. Yeah. And and like I said, um, I'm happy to do many more of these Aubrey stories. I'm glad I picked good names. Oh, if we're yeah. going to keep doing this. Yeah, and both girls are still alive, like, and they're still talking to each other. So there's even more. Like I said, we can continue. And there's other siblings and more of, the, of all of these stories of the dynamics. Cool. Yeah. Okay. 
Fantastic. Um, is it okay if I take a moment then before we do our end show notes to explain to people how they can find us on YouTube? Yes. Um, cause I think that, you know, we do have lots of lis- listeners from different, um, different yeah. devices and different, um, platforms. And I think some people are, are, I won't say stuck in their way, but have a, a trusted way that they like to do yeah. things. Um, but maybe don't actually know how to find us in other ways. Um, so if you are interested, the website is always an option. This, this show airs every Saturday morning on our website by sarlo.com. You have the option for audio. When you get there, you have to choose Google or Apple. So don't think it's going to play right from there. If you're listening on your phone through the website, then you do have to choose a listening platform and play it from there. The other option is our lovely Dave Nyber has put in our YouTube link on our website. So you can actually click on the video version right from the website and it will take you to YouTube, which is fantastic. Um, if you don't, if you want to cut out the middleman and not go through our website, that's fine. You can go straight to YouTube and we are uh, by Sarlo Mediums. So you can go, or by, pardon me, by Sarlo.com on YouTube. Um, so you can subscribe to that. You can leave comments there. Um, you can even set notifications on YouTube that it will ding every time a new thing gets aired um, so that you can know when the show is up. I think that's pretty neat. Um, Patreon.com is something that we've uh, talked about in the beginning of the show, um, that you can sign into a platform there um, and listen uh, by audio or visual. Um, If you are in our Patreon tier, uh, the instant coffee or higher, you get free access, pardon me, you get access by paying your membership um, to have early access on Thursdays to the show. So they air for patrons on Thursday and then to the public um, on Saturdays. Uh, so those those are a couple of different platforms. Or if you're just listening and you go straight to iTunes and you subscribe or straight to Google uh, Podcasts and subscribe, that's great as well. Um, if you're on the fly and you just need the, the audio version, that's great. And I believe um, somewhere in the near future, we will be on Spotify, but we'll keep you uh, posted about that. If you have questions how to find us, email us at info mm-hmm. at I will walk you through that. I've um, walked a lot of people through that. Hold up here. Okay, sorry. No, I have. Okay, that's good. I can do some. Okay, cool. And if I can't, I will ask Kelly. Perfect. <laughs> we'll tag team it. Good. Okay, so then if you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at bysarlo.com. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Sips of Sanity will be airing uh, as of Monday next week, so you can check that out on the website um, or on patreon.com slash bysarlo. Take care. Mm-hmm.